It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com. Now kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Android fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 128 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording today, Saturday, May 20, 2023. I'm Warren Carr, alongside with my co-hosts. I got a pretty one in London, Vidan, Doug Cameron in Canada, and Austin Pinto in Mumbai, India. Coming up in the Android Basics segment, we return to the Play Store and look at the Categories section, as well as the Kids section. That is followed by the Spotlight segment, where we highlight GAD, G-A-A-D, Google Accessibility Awareness Day. That is followed by the App of the Week, and Miss Karen Kewen closes this episode with another entry from the Commentary Screen Reader, or what I call the Confused Screen Reader, or Joshua Screen Reader, if you're Austin. That's what we've got coming up for you in this episode. Guys, welcome to episode 128. Cam, let's get started with you, man. Is it still hot like what we have here in my neck of the woods? It's supposed to be. Whether or not it's going to is another story. Our biggest thing is it is so smoky, it is ridiculous. We actually were, we've been issued a air quality warning because it's hitting 10 plus which is the highest it can go for severity. All of these damn fires are just making it so bad for breathing in the entire province. Um, we've been, I've read a couple articles that are saying the smoke from the fires in Alberta are reaching into Wisconsin, Michigan, Ontario. Basically, they're going way out east. So... I'm hoping we're not going to be too, too hot this weekend, but you never know. Oh, my goodness. That's absolutely bad. It's like what we had uh, maybe a couple of years or so ago uh, from Oregon, and it was just absolutely bad here in the state of Washington. I mean, you could actually have tons of uh, ashes on your car, and kids were not allowed to go outside at schools. Exactly. It was bad. Absolutely was- bad. Well, it was that bad just a couple of years ago in BC um, when they actually had an entire town burned down. So, I mean, we're pretty much that bad right now. It's it's kind of scary. Wow. Uh, young pretty lady, you were not here last week. You had some fun last week. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, the weather's getting quite nice now. Um, getting up to 19 degrees Celsius here in London. So I've been spending a lot of time in the garden. Uh, I was singing last week. Now I'm preparing for a church service I'm leading next Sunday uh, on the 28th. And it's slightly scary because I'm being assessed next week to see if I go. go to my next stage of training. So, yeah, it's a lot less challenging than it is for for Doug, um, yes, we did have some people having a barbecue the other day, but that was a bit smoky. But that was right next door, and it was only for one afternoon. So you know, and, and actually, that is they a had delicious a, smoke. 
Mm, well, I was a bit smoky <laughs> for deliciousness, but um, they had a very good band actually playing in their garden. And it was a bit loud, but they were very, very good musicians. And it was only for one afternoon, so I could forgive them that. So I basically had a free concert in my garden. So that was quite fun. Now, the thing is that, Fee, you don't like barbecues, right? You're just a vegetarian. It depends what you're barbecuing. Something like halloumi would be quite nice, or some veggie sausages or something. Yeah, it'd be all right. Halloumi? But I'm glad I hadn't uh, hung out any washing that day, because that would have been a bit smelly. I see. We've We've had lots of birds singing as well, so it really feels like spring, summer. Really nice. Yeah. Austin Pinto Boy, what's going on with you there in Mumbai, India? So in Mumbai, it's, it's like the end of May is approaching and it's getting more humid than it's getting hot. The weather is almost, the temperature always is 39, 40, in that the late 30s, early 40s. It's never climbed to early 40s up to now, but it will climb as we enter June because then it's going to be the month of monsoons three months and thunder, lightning, and a really nice uh, season that will be. So it's uh, like very hot now, more hot, more humid than hot. So just waiting for the monsoons, fed up of the heat. And I would definitely take 19 degrees Celsius, the UK weather anytime. Well, maybe you guys could uh, blow the breeze from your area out to the UK. and let them blow theirs out to you, something like that. Cool it down a little bit. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Moving on now, we move on to the Android Basics segment, and this week we return to the Play Store. We're talking about two categories, especially the categories tab. And then we'll also be talking a little bit about the kids tab. I have, however, recorded a little preamble to the segment. And now here's that preamble. And then we'll talk about it after the preamble. Here's that preamble. A few weeks ago, when we got started on the Play Store series, I did a little preamble where I showed you all the tabs on the top part of the phone, as well as those found at the bottom. Today, though, we want to look at the Categories tab, and that one is found near the top. If you have TV devices or auto devices, you'll have five tabs near the top. If you don't, you're going to have four I'm going to be using an account that does not connect to any of my TV devices. And so I will be having four tabs at the top and not five. So we're looking today at the categories tab and we'll look at the kids tab as well and see what the kiddos have in there. I am now on the Play Store and will now move to the categories tab and look at what we have here in the categories tab. Let's go ahead, navigate to Categories tab. Categories tab, four of four. Here is that Categories tab, and now tapping here to activate Categories tab. Categories selected. 
I'm told that categories are selected. And so what's happening here is that everything that we have on here will have to do with categories. We'll have things like watch apps in list, watch faces. I'm just going through this quick, maybe a few of them, and then we'll talk about uh, what matters most. Art and design, augmented reality, auto and vehicles, beauty, books and reference. Business, communication, dating, education. This is just but to name a few of them, as there are lots and lots of things found here in the categories. So, for example, let's say I want to tap on the communication um, tab or the communication listing, for example. Let's go ahead and tap on communications. Dating. Communication. Here is communication if I tab here. Search Google Play button out of list. Communication. So I am now in the communication tab or rather communication listing. And everything in here will be relating to communication. And putting my finger down at random. App. Tour browser. Star rating. 4.4. 2. App. Microsoft Edge. Web browser. Star and rating. I'm going to scroll. App. Folder sync. Star rating. 4.5. App. Kakaotalk. Messenger. Star rating. 4.3. 3 so of 4. Let's say, in list, for example, that I wanted to search for something here in the communications area. Say I want to search for something like phone or a keyword like call. C A L L. I'm going to find a search button. Search Google Play button. I'm going to tab here on the search Google Play near the top right. Edit box. Search apps and games. English US QWERTY shown. Expand toolbar. And it says search apps and games. Uh, I would love to hear it say that I'm searching within the communication area. But I believe that if I search for a keyword here, it should be making that search within the communications listing. So now I will type in the word call, C-A-L-L. C-C-A-A-P-L, Lima, L, L. I've typed in C-A-L-L, and now mashing on that search. Search, communication, call, keyboard hidden, now that I have searched for the keyword call, and I'm going to put my finger down, see what I find as a result. Text now. Call plus text unlimited. Add text now. Ink. Install. Button. Uh-huh. Say goodbye to phone bills. So it plays text now as one of the very first ones, and actually it has the install right to the right of it. Now, if I install. scroll down, however... Call of Duty Mobile Season 4, Activision Publishing, Inc., Action, Tactical Shooter, Multiplayer, so Star Rating, 4.3, Downloaded do 100M Plus Times, call Editor's Choice, gets dumped on here, and uh, not necessarily, this may not be even the Communications tab or Communication Listing, but I think it's searching the general Play Store as to searching within the communications listing, something I was mentioning earlier. Easy phone, dialer and caller ID. 
LSM apps. Communic contacts plus. Contacts plus team. Communication. Me so it seems so far those ones belong to that um, category. True caller. Caller ID and block. True call of dragons. F A R L I G H T. Now Strategy. There we have the Role playing. Dragon. M M O R P G. <laughs> Star rating. 4.2. I don't think Downloaded that the dragon 1 M plus times. belongs here in. Uh, the communications tab. So this is where I see a problem because if one should search here, it should be searching just the communications, but it seems like though it searches the whole area instead. And so I think in order to be able to find what we are looking for is to tap on the category and just go through all that is found within that category. So for example, let me go back. Communication, communication, out of list. So I'm back in communication instead of the search. And if I just scroll down and look through the items that are found here in the communication uh, tab or listing, I'll have one app, WhatsApp messenger, communication, WhatsApp. video chat, two app, Snapchat, three app, messenger, app, Snapchat, Star app, KakaoTalk, app, Signal Private Messenger, app, TrueCaller, messaging apps, heading, out of list. And then I come to a heading talking about messaging apps. More results for messaging apps. But and I could tap there to see messaging apps. So now let's go back and tap on the kids category and see what we have. So I'll now move to the kids tab. Kids, tab, three of four. Kids, selected. There I am in the kids tab and putting my finger near the top. Everything here is teacher approved out of list. Of course, everything in here is teacher approved. And so everything we find here is relating to kids. Learn more button. And I'm going to scroll down. Support kids well-being mental health awareness month. YouTube kids star rating 4.4 Khan Academy kids learn ABC kids. Learn to read, dual, ABC 120, Donnie, video books, audiobook, piano kids, music and songs, coloring games, color and paint, kids games, for toddlers 3 to 5, star rating, 4.8. And there we have all the categories, you know, for the age groups and all of that, like I showed in the preamble when we introduced the Play Store. And of course, if I try to do a search here, we probably get the same thing that we had. So I'm going to try to search something here. Search Google Play. Edit box. Search apps and games. English, US, QWERTY shown. Expand toolbar. And I'm probably just going to tap on the voice dictation. Voice search button. Clifford, the big red dog. Play store. Voice search button. So I remember something from PBS called Clifford the Big Red Dog. And I just tap that in and see what I get. PBS Kids Games. PBS uh -huh. Kids. Ages up to eight. Educational. Casual. Star rating. 4.4. Downloaded 10M plus times. Okay. Teacher approved. In Expand content for PBS Kids Games. And move down. Sago Mini Dogs. Sago Mini. Ages up to five. Edu Floof. My Pet House. Tunes, Edgic, My Diggy Dog, King Bird Limited, Arcade, Action, Casual, As Star Rating, 3.3, we seem to get downloaded things 1M, to Crayola Scribble, Expand Content, when I tap or when I search for Clifford the Big Red Dog.
And of course, we saw near the top there, PBS Kids, and that's where the Clifford the Big Red Dog is coming from. That is what it is like when you use some of these tabs or these categories and then go into the different items that they have. I will now hand you over to the podcast crew as we talk about these things, what we like and what we probably do not like. And now here's the crew to talk about these categories. So that's it about that preamble, guys. So I mentioned a few things here, and I do want to start off, though, by what I don't like, and that's the search. For example, I showed a few searches in there. Uh, I was searching for the keyword call, and I was just expecting that I was just going to find things that belong to the communication segment. And I was seeing things that didn't actually belong there, and I was not very happy. I think I would love to see where it says search in communication. And when I do that search, everything that I search will be searching exclusively from within that communication listing. However, it appeared like when I used that keyword, instead of searching within that uh, community listing, um, community communication listing, it actually was searching like the whole Play Store, although the focus was mainly on the communication uh, segment. Is there something that you guys see here that is a little bit inconsistent, just like I kind of have highlighted? Yeah, it seems you can't search within a category, apart from spending ages browsing all the apps, and that's kind of clunky. Yeah, it's it's kind of a deterrence for me. like. I'd, I'd actually find it easier to search through a category specifically than have search the entire Play Store, just because it's if you know what you're looking for, but you don't know the name of the app, it's more expedited if you can just search the category it should be in. Because, like your example, Warren, if you type in the word "call," Logic says it should search communications, but it's also going to be searching through the games. Because then um, things like Call of Duty are going to pop up. And it's not efficient. Yeah, and I don't think I want to be part of Call of Duty, you know. <laughs> I mean, so, look, it's an awesome <laughs> game, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a great game. And, you know, people who play it love it. I don't play any games on my phone. And I... I don't doubt that Call of Duty is actually a great game, but I just, when I typed in that keyword call, my expectation was that I was going to be finding things relating exclusively to anything that has to do with calling. Say, I want to make a call. I want to call Fee. I want to call Cam or call Austin. I want to find some app that I could use in calling. And so I was surprised when I saw that in there. And I'm kind of thinking, though, on a second thought, it could be that these things are probably floating from some of the recommended stuff and just by some chance, you know, uh, got in there. But then, I, I don't know, uh, uh, Cam, like you said, though, if I want to search, and if I'm in a category, for example, like that communications or I'm in sports or I'm in auto or whatever, I want everything that I search for coming strictly from within that category and don't bring something that doesn't belong. But 
Uh, even though it still brings uh, a few things like we saw that Call of Duty, though, um, the majority of the stuff there are mainly relating to that communication. So I, I think it's okay for a few things to slip in there now and then, which is not too bad after all, is it? I think it's by design that it searches the whole Play Store, though. But I wish there was a, a filter, like a search filter, and you could say only communication or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't like that you can't do that other than browsing through all the apps. And those are supposed to act as filters, you know, because you have a lot of those uh uh, categories in there or I mean listings like that communication or watch faces and stuff like that so if I had clicked on the watch faces for example uh, and and I just type in something like cat so I'm looking for cat watch faces um, I should have watch faces relating to the cat face and I shouldn't have any other thing else there and that's how it's supposed to be but I guess that Google algorithm is maybe a little bit too powerful and it goes outside of bounds and searches elsewhere <laughs> that's all I can think of no I think it's by design I think they make it so it searches all the categories personally. I think you're right I, I yeah, don't I don't think they design. should but but I think that's how they've designed it to search all the categories which I like you find a bit annoying um so, it is yeah. annoying, although it cuts down a lot, but um, it still brings in things that you may not want. But I guess we'll get better someday, right? And it's all about getting better. are weird as well. I know you didn't really cover that today, but they, like, sometimes it recommends apps I've already got and stuff. And you think, how personalized is this, really? <laughs> You're recommending me Audible. I've been using Audible for years. What? <laughs> Why? You know, things like that. Very silly. It's a... I think the Play Store is a bit... And some um, of those things, are because they're like the featured apps, and so, you know, every month or every week you got these featured apps, and Audible seems to have taken a, a prominence on there for some reason. Um, well, they're it's probably paying, there. aren't I expect yeah. they're paying, aren't they? <laughs> you I mean, are right. Yeah, they're those, paying. Those of us who are Audible members pay Audible to be Audible members, so they've got the money to do it, right? So they can... Um, and I mean, it's it's a good service, Audible. You get lots of books and things, but um, it's a bit annoying having, you know, stuff advertised to you that you already used. You think, well, look, you're getting me to sign in and have an account and everything, and you're still recommending stuff I've already got. Stop it! <laughs> it's it's um, it's like the search. It's it's clumsy, you know. But just think of it this way, though. Um, it's a whole lot better than what the marketplace used to be. Uh, and frankly, it seems like Google is constantly tweaking the Play Store. You know, look at it like a couple of years ago or even one year ago. It was totally different. And before yeah, too I long, before we know it, then. it you know. I used to prefer it before. <laughs> Uh, actually, I prefer it now. I know it was kind of hard getting used to it because it was a little bit confusing and I knew people didn't like it because, uh, you know, all the uh, how to find your things in the library, you tab on library and you're thinking you're going to find your apps there. It wasn't there. So I can see the frustration that brought to people when it got introduced. But well, it's like yeah. Google never seemed to leave it alone. They constantly it works, and then they just have to get change it again. Oh, man, the Facebook effect. They're always doing that as well. Stuff works. I know, we'll change it. Stop it! 
Yeah, I don't know about Facebook since I don't use it, but uh, I know that this Play Store is constantly changing. I think most things are nowadays, aren't they? They're. Uh, I think so. They they can't leave them. I suppose it keeps people in jobs, right? Keeps them in jobs and keeps you know making us have to figure new stuff out and realizing that oh crap, we got to pay for something now, but we really like this feature, so we're going to pay for it and give the money. So they're going to keep implementing more new features behind paywalls, you know. And I think that what I don't like is that I don't mind them, you know, uh, tinkering with the stuff and all of that. But by golly, when you do it, don't mess up what works for me. For example, you know, for the longest time, maybe for more than half a year, we were not able to, especially some people who are having difficulty when you find an app, you tap on it, it's not going to take you to where you have to, you can install it, you have to long press and all of that. So, see, they messed that up. Yeah, that up. was annoying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, totally. I still occasionally from time to time have that issue. It's so weird. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. So, if you change things, it's okay, but leave what already works. That's, that's all that I That's why I don't ask. like the Play Store now, because it, didn't you, it used to just work when you double tapped on an, 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 on an app. It just worked. Now it often doesn't. It's like, oh man. Yeah, now they um, fix it. But you know, also on the web, like we said earlier, when we started on the Play Store, uh, Play Store uh, series, you know, you go to your browser and you couldn't find where to search. You click on search, it takes you to help. And so they finally fixed that, as we indicated the other time when we talked about it. So these are some of the things that changes that I think someone doesn't pay attention and touches things. That should be left alone. I Leave them alone. Get, I, I thought you were saying you type search and it takes you to hell. Yeah, it takes you to hell. Oh, yeah, you to it hell. does. It takes you to technical <laughs> hell. Yeah, it takes you to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, if it if it doesn't take you to if it does not take you to help, then of course it's taken you to hell. Uh, I mean, I mean, if it doesn't take you to what you're looking for, but instead takes you to help. What am I looking for help for? I look for an app called Envision or Lookout, and you brought out help when I was clicked on search. That was absolutely bad. Whoever did that, Google, you should cut their pay. Yes. <laughs> Take I'm them glad to hell. it's fixed. Yeah, take, take them, them to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I hope Google doesn't strike us for using the word hell here. <laughs> you know how Google is. I hope not. So I never used the category of the Play Store because I always knew the app name. So I wanted to say that uh, if you know, if you knew the app name, you could just search for it and. That will be a quicker way to get it. But if you use the category in the Play Store, then you'll have to browse through the list of apps in that category and then install it. So if you know, then search is a quicker way. But if you don't know the app, getting into the category, then it will be a little bit slow way, but also it will be a sure way that you'll get the app. I think that where the categories come in handy, though, is that 
actually, I see it more or less like an app discovery, for example. So if you go into a particular uh, category, you can see all the different apps that you probably didn't know about. And so I think in order to find out about um, about apps you don't know about, maybe it's not a bad um, idea to actually do those categories and see what is in there. You may find a gym in there because you got different apps that you didn't know of before, but as you browse through those apps uh, category, you could find some app that you may be looking for. And, you know, sometimes I do that, and that's why now and then I find something great. So it's actually a good idea to go into those and look at those categories and see what they have. Or you can listen to our podcast. So much space on his phones because he has so many apps. (laughs) Of course. Because I like app discovery. It's very hard to find out what is new um, in the Google, um, you know, Play Store. I wish they have a tab that says new arrivals. You know what I mean? So you can go in there and just see which apps just came in there or maybe the last 30 days or last 10 days or whatever. Exactly. I I, I don't know why nobody's thinking of something like that. It'll make app discovery a whole lot easier than the kind of clutter that we have right now. And it kind of swaps like some of the smaller developers too. Like it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, that'd be good. It could call it new, new arrivals or latest apps or, or something. Yeah. But, um, but another way to know about apps is to keep listening to our podcast, of course, because exactly. we keep telling you about new apps, and then you can go and search for the exact name of the app because we'll have told you what it is. Thank you so much, Fee, and that's why we do these app demos. And so this is why we've been asking you guys to uh, send us your app demos and then we'll review them and put them on there for the whole world to listen to when we realize it's something that people need to know about and when you do a good job with your app definitely we'll have people listen to it so we got till july the 29th for the third quarter of app bonanza and if you have one send it to us we'll review it and if it's something we think people should have We'll put it on there for the whole world to listen to. So get those apps in and we'll let you know what we think. And there is no need for even searching the app name that we show on our podcast. You have to just uh, read the show notes or the YouTube description and find the app. Exactly. So the other part that we touched on was the kids stuff. And, uh, you know, I remember when I had kids, I wish we had this because this was back during the uh, marketplace, Google marketplace, and there wasn't much in there. And frankly, I don't think I would have been able to search that much on the Play Store or the marketplace at that time because it was very difficult. The phones that we have, accessibility was not very good. Um, so I'm glad that we now have those things. And if you have a young one, for example, that kids category is the place to go into so you can see all the different stuff that they have for kids. Do they have any phones for kids? Like, you know how Amazon, they have Amazon Fire tablets, Amazon Fire for kids. Do do they do any phones or tablets apart from that, especially for kids? Or um... I do know that Samsung, they don't have a device for the kids. But they do, they have um, kids mode 
in most of the yeah, oh yeah you can switch so they can't yeah. go on most yeah well. most phones today we can set them up with parental control yeah so it, we don't necessarily have to give kids a specific device we can basically give them whatever we want just as long as we activate those parental controls yeah and we've covered those haven't we in the settings and things before so presumably i wonder if would you only get the kids category on the play store if that was on i don't know or maybe you wouldn't even be allowed to open the play store maybe your parent would have to or, or caregiver would have to do that i don't know in reality they actually i think there are a couple of companies that have kids uh, phones or phones made specifically for kids the same thing is true with watches i just don't remember the name of those companies or the name of those devices at the top of my head but yes we do have that and i believe if you google it you'll find those i know a couple companies that do that well that will do it though for this category of the kids tab and the men category and i hope you guys will check those things out and see if you like them This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing and more. We now move on to the Spotlight segment. And in our Spotlight, we're talking about GAD, G-A-A-D, Google Accessibility Awareness Day. And that's what we're talking about. Google came out this week, just like every major company there on the 18th of uh, this month that was thursday and we saw a lot of things uh, relating to accessibility basically what android has or what google has because google and android are synonymous with each other aren't they so we're looking at google accessibility awareness day and there are five things that google came out talking about the first one that really excites me has to do with lookout and AI coming to look out, and the whole idea is that when it recognizes an image, I could actually interact with it and asking it questions. That's called the IQA image question and answer. For example, if it's a dog, an image of a dog, I could ask whether using my voice or using the keyboard, what does the dog look like? Or is the dog happy? That kind of thing. And it will give me the answers based on the um, AI that generates uh, what or recognizes that dog as an image. So what do you guys think about this? I think it's going to be a major world changer in a sense. Uh, and I can't wait for that to be basically merged into TalkBack. I'm excited about it. What do you guys think about this one? I mean, I'm definitely all for it because there's when I use Lookout to already use the image um, description or get the text kind of stuff out of things. If there's a picture in the middle of my text, I'd love to know what that image is. And I think having the IQA moving into Lookout is actually going to make real life documents and basically real-life content even more accessible to us. I know when I was in university, I got a ton of printouts from my professors that had graphics on in the middle of the pages within my text, and I never had a clue what those were. 
I'm thinking now that maybe IQA is moving into Lookout, we may actually have access to know what that is. So it's going to make more content more accessible to us with visual impairments. I totally agree with you. Because if you just take a picture of it, like what we do, whether you use a document mode or use text mode and be able to interact with that, I think that would be absolutely beautiful. But I think in this case, one could just take like a document shot and be able to interact with those papers as you talked about cam you know you're in school and you have a handout and it has some images on there you want to know what those images are and so i'm glad to see that coming on and the thing that is rather interesting is that rnib the royal national institute for the blind there in london uh, is working with Google uh, with this, or Google is doing it through them, or rather, I don't know how to put it, but the first uh, few people that are going to be testing this uh, will be getting invites from RNIB. So I'm hoping that maybe Fee and Ed could get in here, um, I mean, with RNIB and, you know, be able to test those things out and help us uh Tell them what is working and what is not working. Fee, are you going to get that? Uh, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to see. Um, things are a bit, a bit madly busy right now, but uh, yes, I'll have to uh, look into it and see. I mean, I don't know whether it's going to be just people who work for RNIB or um, you know who get invited or or what. But um, yeah, it's it would be very interesting. Yes, it sounds great as long as they make sure it's actually accurate, I think is what I would say. In other words, I, I can hear your skepticism about, uh, you know, this AI, especially chat uh, GPT. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm not all in on, I have never used uh, this service myself, but yeah, it does make sense. And this is why, it's going to be out in beta for people to test. And so uh, those of you that are able to test it can uh, tell them what is not working and then they'll kind of fine tune that. So it's good that they're not rolling it out, but rolling out, rolling it out to a few so that this few can test and let them know. So I see that, you know, what RNIB would be like a pilot area where they could uh, send those invitations to people to test it. And so that that's nice. I'm looking forward to uh, this type of thing because it's going to be a huge um, improvement to what we have on Lookout and the different capabilities that it has. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, the only thing uh, is, is, though, beta testers wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily know that what you're being told is wrong. If I'm here living on my own testing it and I'm reading an image, I could think it's doing a brilliant job because I don't know what the actual image is. Do you see what I mean? So I don't know how they'll sort of quality control that. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm very interested in it, definitely. Yeah, but I think what happens is that if you take a picture of a pillow, for example, Fee, and, it's, yep. and it tells you that I see a boat, you know, in the water, you know that that is yeah. not. And then you can yeah. tell them, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but uh, what if it, your pillow is a boat and what if you have a water there? What, what if it says it's Warren's desk full of stuff he's forgotten about for years and years and years? 
Well, then I'm concerned. And it will be right on. Uh, that will be right on. <laughs> I'd be concerned why you're taking that if you're taking a picture of a pillow and not the result. I'd be concerned. <laughs> I would. I would. Well, maybe I have a little pillow on my desk. You never can tell. Well, uh, when you, you, ne- when you... you never know what you can find on that desk. Well, I know. I was just going to say, and maybe it's handy, like if you've just, you know, you've just, you're tired, you've done lots today, and you just have a little nap for a few minutes on the pillow. Yeah, but don't tell me it's a boat on water. So that's what I'm talking about. So, I mean, people can find, and because I've seen things that, you know, those object recognition uh, apps, and it'll call something an airplane or whatever, and it's not an airplane. Uh, so these are the type of things that people c- could report that, hey, you know, I actually took a picture of whatever and call it this. And you can send them the picture and they will see what it is and uh, help us, you know, shape it out. So I, I think it's a good thing to have people test it. The next item, though, even though it's not about us, but a lot of times we're so selfish, we think about ourselves. And I'm thinking about those of us that are blind, that sometimes we forget about other people with disabilities. I mean, this article, the GAD thing says that there are like over a billion of people with disabilities out there. So it's not just us. There are all kinds of disabilities out there. And this one has to do with Google Maps. And those in wheelchair would know if a place is accessible or not. Google has rolled this out, I think, back in 2020, but it used to be that you have to opt in in order to be able to to see that. But now, whether you are in a wheelchair or not, if you are looking at a place and you click the about of that place, you can see if it has wheelchair accessibility or not. So that's a good thing that is out there and people don't have to go digging for it to find it. I like that idea better than what it was. That's really good because... For example, I'm I'm not a wheelchair user, but I've got friends who are. So, you know, if I was meeting them, I wouldn't want to say, oh, let's meet at such and such a restaurant and then get there and find there's a load of steps at the front or something, you know. Um, or the local underground station isn't wheelchair accessible, you know, things like that. So that's a really good idea. And, I mean, even... You might only need wheelchair accessibility for a short time. Like I, I broke a bone in my foot in 2020. And um, so for a, li- a short while, I, I was on crutches mostly. But if I went out for a longer walk with my parents, I did. We, we did get a wheelchair from a local charity shop. And it was just a lot easier <laughs> to not do because doing stairs on crutches is a bit dangerous as well. Um oh, really? How dangerous. Yes. So um <laughs> so I think I think it's good that everyone can can view that stuff now because I might have just wanted to view it and then I might want to say, okay, I don't need that anymore. You know, I, I think that's good that it's it's more widely available and you don't have to sort of opt into it. That's really good. And the next one talking about, you know, other people with disabilities, this one has to do with live, uh, live captioning something or live transcribe that is closely related to that. Of course, those of us that can hear or we've got good hearing, we usually take things for granted. For example, someone calls you on the phone, you know, we just have a voice conversation and things like that. Now, if you call someone who's hard of hearing or someone who is deaf now, it's going to be hard for them to be able to 
you know, speak back to you or whatever the case may be. But uh, now, though, you know, uh, let's say someone is not able to speak, but they can hear, for example. Uh, they can type their responses and it would be read back to you during that call as if you're having a live conversation. And so I think this is something good that, you know, Google is doing and uh, any other company that does does this is doing something good for uh, such people with those uh, disabilities. And it's good to know that we're taking things seriously when it comes to people with disabilities because, I mean, guys, this is something that could happen to any of us, right? You know, some of us were not born blind, some of us were, some people were not born deaf, but things happen. And so if we could think of these things as things that could happen to any of us at any given time, I think we would be more uh, serious about what we do about accessibility. But most often times we take those things for granted. So will there be a delay if uh, the this service is used? Because if we say someone, if you tell someone, how are you? And that person types the response, say, I'm fine. And till the response is read to you, will there be a delay? Well, I don't think that it depends on how fast the person types. And so if I call someone that I know they have such disabilities, I'm going to give them time to be able to type back their response and have it read back to me. So um, it's just whether you know that that person uh, has such a disability or not. And if you call them and if it's someone that you are not aware that they have such a disability, they could let you know that, hey, you know, I am using such and such, so give me time. And, you know, there are a lot of times that maybe I, you know, call a, uh, support for something and I have to tell them here hey, I'm blind so give me a little bit of time because I'm trying to read back your response especially when I'm doing those live chat and whatever so I got to read your response and then be able to go type my response so I don't see this thing being a problem at all it depends will on it, who you're chatting with will it uh, type out what the person on the phone is saying so that the if someone's deaf they can read that on the screen or is it just for speaking the person's words? So here's what it live transcribe is like any audio that comes through to your phone, yeah. you know, comes out as text. So if I'm talking to someone who's deaf, anything that I say is being shown as text. On, their on his or her screen, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's... then, then they, you know, they, they could type. type their own, and theirs would be read to me with the TTS engine. And so we're having a conversation. And now this is available right now if you have a Pixel Six or Seven series, and it's going to be coming to the likes of Pixel Four and Five, and also other some, uh, also some European languages are also supported. I think maybe Italiano, uh, Spanish, um, uh, maybe French. I don't remember, but, you know, a few of the European languages are supported. But like I said, right now you can access that on your Pixel 6 and 7, and later on it's coming to the Pixel 4 and 5. I don't think they should restrict that kind of service to Pixels. That doesn't seem very fair. 
is also going to be coming to some select Samsung phones, to use their is word, oh, okay. some select Samsung phones. And that tells me mainly it's going to be like some of the top tier the Samsung phones, ones, like yeah. the S series or the F series, like, you know, the fan mm -hmm. edition series, and maybe some of the high end um, A series, your A54, oh, they want your A53s money. They want and your all money. of that. Apple go oh well, here are these accessibility features but you have to spend silly money on your phone you know <laughs> although so, yeah, I I just went on and looked and samsung phones already have uh tty voice and tty um hearing or the combination so tty full so they already have these features so i'm wondering if this is now just going to be a bit better of an integration Opposed Maybe. to a whole well, new speech. it is a better thing. It's different because, like, live transcribe is something that works on your phone. And so the phone has to have good computational uh, capability of doing that. And, and I think that's why it's only a few select uh, Samsung phones. But I, I can see a lot of the A-series phones, yeah. uh, most especially the new ones, will have it. And so I, I think it's going to be a good thing for everyone uh, most especially if we have friends that are hard of hearing. I do have some of those friends, uh, some of my students, and some have graduated, and we still communicate, but only on text and, and things like that. It will be nice to have a conversation once in a while. It could actually be so good if you were deafblind as well, if it works well with, with Braille display. Yeah, well, definitely it will show the, the text in your Braille if you have your Braille paired to it because it generates the text on your phone. So that, yeah. that works. I'm going to try it with one of my ex-students and see what happens. I don't think he has a pixel, though. So to answer Fee's first question, uh, Google is not limiting this service. Any manufacturer can enable it, but they should only, their phone should only meet the system requirements uh, that are set for live captioning to work. Oh, okay. Now, the other thing has to do with uh, uh, tabs, how they work with TalkBack on Chrome, and that's uh, getting a bump. You can actually see that working um, on Google Chrome and TalkBack. So it'll be, be presented better, is that Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The presentation is going to be a whole lot better than what we've been used to. Oh, good. The next item that I'm excited about is the Wear OS. And you guys, you all know that the TTS on our watch is, is not kosher, you know, trying to be nice here. Uh, but Google says this year they're going to change that and it's going to be faster and it's going to be better. So I'm looking forward to that. And that tells me, you know, maybe when Pixel Watch 2 comes out, we may be having that. And I'm thinking maybe Samsung is also going to have that in their upcoming uh, watch uh, 6. Cam, you have a Samsung watch, don't you? Yes, I do. So, so do I. Yeah, or yeah you actually, both of you have the Samsung uh, watches. I think Austin has one too. Or Austin, didn't you get that? No, um, I, have, I have the Pixel watch. Yeah, I, I, th I thought you had uh, the Watch 4 from Samsung. Didn't you get I one? Had the watch, I had the Watch 4, but then I gave it to my dad. So ah, then, okay. I got a, then I got a Pixel Watch as a birthday gift from my brother and sister-in-law. 
I see. So I hope that this improvement comes to our existing Pixel and Samsung watches, you know, whether you have um, Samsung Watch 4, 5 series or whatever, that this would be rolled out to you because the the whole thing is going to be part of the Wear OS 4, you know, so, and I'm sure that these watches will qualify to upgrade to Wear OS 4. I'm not sure. Because the, the the app I go into to do stuff with my watch is a Samsung app, so that might be a different thing. So our watches are running the Wear OS, but so I can't see why they wouldn't receive uh, Wear OS four. Um, I know our managers are like our watch manager is a Samsung specific, yeah. but I do believe that we will receive Wear OS four. Um, I'm actually thinking any of us with fives, we most likely will receive Wear OS 4 and possibly Wear OS 5 if that's a thing. Um, I have not noticed or read anything that indicates our watch hardware is really getting a mega boost. So I would expect Wear OS 4 to come to all current devices. Yeah, I think the voice on my watch now is much better than the one I had on my watch that I had in 20, got in, um, I think it was 2018 or something. Um, but it's still slightly strange. Um, I think it's, um, I think on the, on the Galaxy watches, it's a Samsung voice, isn't it? Yes. And they're, they're, they're notably horrible. <laughs> I think the one on there on the watch I've got now is still loads better than the one a few years ago, which was in the days of um, voice assistant rather than talk back. And that voice was kind of strange. And um, so it has improved. But if it's going to improve some more, that would be great. Yeah, and this is why uh, Google works together with Samsung. And of course, I see the watch for getting it too, because Samsung actually has, I think maybe like a three or so years of uh, OS support for their watches. So definitely those watches are going to be getting uh, the Wear OS 4. And if they are bringing theirs out before Google, I'm almost positive that the watch 6 will have it and then they'll roll it out to the watch five as well so i think we're all going to benefit from this whether you have a samsung watch or you have a pixel watch um i hope that other watch manufacturers like the uh fossil guys and the uh, mopvoy guys get the same uh, treatment so that we'll have a same playing field Coming up next, our app of the week, in which we show you how to use the app and review its accessibility. You can submit your recording for this segment. Email it to us at contactus at blindandroidusers.com. Up next is the app of the week, and this week we're talking about speech notes and an app intended for you to make voice dictation, in other words, audio to text. You do a dictation and you can copy that and paste it wherever you want. And now here's that app we're talking about, and that's Speech Notes. Hi. For episode 128, App of the Week, I'm demonstrating Speech Notes. 
This is powered by Google. The app costs you like $22 or $23 if you want a lifetime support, or you could do like $2 a month or something like that. I'll be showing that when we get into the app. For today's demonstration, I'm using my Samsung S21, and in the way of speech services, I am utilizing the Google speech services, and I believe it's variant voice number five. I am on my home screen now and will navigate my way to the speech notes and get started and show you a quick overview of what the app can and cannot do. Speech notes. Here is speech notes, and I'll tap here to activate. Allow speech notes to record audio while using the app button out of pager. The first thing we heard is permission. And we're being asked as to whether or not we would allow speech notes to access the um, recording. In other words, access our microphone. And so we have allow while using the app. And that's the one I want to choose. So you could choose not to allow it. But of course, if I choose not to allow it, then I'm not going to be able to use the app. So I'm going to tap on allow while using the app. Speech notes. Quick tips. Tap the mic to start dictating. Enable background dictation in preferences. Select dictation language by tapping the flag or the globe icons. Rename note by tapping its name. F1 F10 keys are customizable stamps. Use for common or hard to dictate texts. Try our widget directly on your home screen. The first thing we heard is some tutorial or little tutorial on how to go about using the app. And of course, it sounds like this also can be used with your computer using your browser. We are therefore now in the menu eye of the app. And it does have several buttons, especially near the top part of the screen, and does have some buttons as well toward the bottom. Let me now take some time and navigate to these buttons and show you what we have. Starting from the top left corner, of course, we have a typical navigation drawer. Open navigation drawer button. We have that open navigation drawer there on the top left corner. Moving to the right and going rightward, we've got the following items. Note 1. Right there to the right of that open navigation drawer is a text string that says Note 1. Now I'm going to go right from here. United States. There's a button that says United States. Moving right. Send. We have send. Next. New. New. Of course, that means if I tap here, I'll be opening a new note. Moving right. More options. Button. We've got more options. Now, that's the last button there on the top right corner. Now, below, starting from the left, below the navigation drawer, we have another set of buttons. And I'm going to start from that left one and going toward the right. Here's what we got. Decrease font size button. We got a button that says decrease the font size. So if you have some usable site and you'd like to either increase or decrease the fonts, that's how you go about doing that. Next button. Increase font size button. Increase the font size. Next. Font type button. The font types, so or whether you want to choose uh, Arial or whatever, you tap here to go choose the type of fonts that you prefer. Next. Toggle dark theme button. 
toggle dark theme. So in other words, if you want to change it from light to dark theme, you tap here and choose the one you want. Next, the last button here on the right. Toggle keyboard button. Toggle keyboard. So it means if you don't want to do voice dictation, you tap on that and that should bring up the keyboard for you to use the keyboard. Now let's go toward the bottom now and see what buttons we have here toward the bottom. I'm going to be starting from the left and just about three quarters down from the middle of the phone from the left. Here's what we got. Undo button. We have the undo. So in other words, if you've dictated something or you've typed something, you could tap on that and it'll undo what you just did. Next. Redo button. There's a redo. So you could do that and it will redo what you just undid. Next button. Copy all button. Copy all. And to the farthest right corner on the edge, we have... Click to start or pause speech recognition button. Click to start or pause the recognition. And that's the button that you tap on to start your voice dictation. Now below all of that row, we have... Tap here to remove ads. We have something that says tap here to remove ads. Let's see how much this will cost us. Let's tap here. Ads free and extra features including custom keys. Your contribution goes 100% to our developers. One time, only $22.99 for life recommended for most radio button, selected, one of two, in list, two items. Or? Or seven days free, and then only $2.99 per month cancelable at any time, radio button, not selected, two of two. So you could try this for seven days and just for, don't forget to uh, not cancel it because, or you'll be charged for $2 thereafter. So if you simply want to try it, for seven days, then you choose that and use it. And before the seven days is up, if you don't want to pay for it, then you tap on unsubscribe. All right, let's go back now. Quick tips. Tap the mic to start dictating. Enable background dictation in preferences. Select dictation language now, by tapping the flag. I want to go up to the open door navigation near the top left corner because we want to see what we have here. Usually things like settings and all of that is found here. So I'll put my finger down and tap on the navigation door found near the top right, top left corner of the phone. Open navigation drawer button. Here we go. Menu, speech notes, enjoy notes talking. All right, I am now in the menu and let's go through the items that I found here in the menu. Putting my finger down, we encountered the following items. New note. There's new note. Open note three period. You could open an existing note. Preferences. We've got the preferences. We'll come back to that shortly. Troubleshooting. Troubleshooting. Google Drive backup beta. Google Drive backup and that's in beta. Export all files. You could export your files. Current note. Then we come across current note. Send. Send. And that send is like sharing or something like that. Let's go down. Floppy disk save. 
floppy disk save. In other words, it's just showing you that you can tap here to save. It doesn't mean that we're saving it to a floppy disk. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, let's keep going. Delete. We got delete. Print export to PDF. Print slash export to PDF. App. And we hear app. Premium status. Premium status. So if you tap here, you'll check your status to see as to whether or not you are a premium subscriber or not. And of course, I haven't subscribed. So if I tap here, of course, it's going to show me all that premium subscription and all of that. And so let's move on to the next item. Share app. Share the app. Instructions, privacy and terms. Instructions, privacy and terms. Next. Rate and feedback. You could rate the app. V4.0.4. Check for update. All right. Next. Prerequisites and more. Next. Required. Google app. It says required Google app. In other words, it uses the Google app to power the voice dictation. Go offline. Download languages. You could use it offline, but before you do, though, you want to make sure that your language pack has been downloaded so you'll have that offline dictation capability. Bluetooth, offensive words and more. Bluetooth, offensive words and more. So in other words, just like you have in the voice dictation from Google, you can turn off offensive words so that when you say those words you're not supposed to say, it may just blip those things out. Next. Additional services by us. Additional services by them. You tap here, it's going to show you what other additional services that they have running. Next. New. Transcribe recordings. And we hear new transcribe recordings. And so if we tap here, it's probably going to show us what, it's, what it involves. We'll come back to that, but let's see if we have any more items. Speech keys dictation keyboard. Speech keys dictation keyboard. So basically, this is another keyboard of theirs. Just like you have Gboard, they have a keyboard that is intended for voice dictation. So it's not the same thing with speech notes, but it's another app of its own, which is a full-blown keyboard. However, if you go in here, if you have a newer device, it may say it's not compatible with your device, especially if you have version 13 or higher of Android. At least that's what I found out when I tried it a little while ago. The last item here we have is another app from them, and this one is called Get the text reader. Get the text reader. I mentioned something earlier about the transcription services. Let me go now to that item and take a look at what they say regarding that. New. Transcribe recordings. Let's tap here. Web. Chrome. 80%. Automatic transcriptions for just 10 cents a minute. Fast turnarounds. Web view. And so this is for transcribing your audio, so maybe you have an existing audio that you would like to transcribe to text. You could subscribe to this and be able to transcribe those. Let me simply triple tap with two fingers and let it read the information so we know what this is all about. Sign in button. Speech notes automatic transcription. Immediate results with just a few clicks. Heading one. Sign in with Google button. Transcribe recordings, audio or video, using the most accurate automatic transcription engines. Secure and private. Heading 2. Video. Play. Button. Unmute. Button. Disabled. 
Enter full screen, button. Show more media controls, menu pop-up button, more options. Elapsed time, 0 hundred, video time scrubber, slider, total time, 116. Fast turnaround, results within minutes. Includes timestamps, auto punctuation and subtitles at unbeatable price of only 10 cents a minute. Heading 2. Protects your privacy. No human in the loop, and unlike many other vendors, we do not keep your audio. Pay per use, no recurring payments. Upload your files or transcribe directly from Google Drive, YouTube or any other online source. Heading 3. Simple. No download or install. Just send us the file and get the results in minutes. Get started. Button. Asterisk. If you need human transcription check out. Go transcript. For human generated transcriptions. Want to know more? Heading 4. Bullet. 1 of 3. Level 1. 3 items. Documentation. Hollow bullet. 1 of 7. Level 2. 7 items. Demo video. Hollow bullet. 2 of 7. About an FAQs. Hollow bullet. 3 of 7. Real life samples. Hollow bullet. 4 of 7. User manual. Hollow bullet. 5 of 7. Affiliates program. Hollow bullet. 6 of 7. API and webhooks. Hollow bullet. 7 of 7. Zapier hands on demo. Bullet. 2 of 3. Level 1. 3 items. Useful. Hollow bullet. 1 of 5. Level 2. 5 items. Automatically transcribe all your phone calls. Hollow bullet. 2 of 5. Minimize large files. Hollow bullet. 3 of 5. Convert wave to M3. Hollow bullet. 4 of 5. Convert wave to FLAC. Hollow bullet. 5 of 5. Extract audio only out of video. Bullet. 3 of 3. Level 1. 3 items. Additional web apps. Hollow bullet. 1 of 2. Level 2. 2 items. Dictation. Hollow bullet. 2 of 2. Text to speech reader. Real life samples. Heading 3. Transcription results are real. First taken untouched, automatically generated by using this software. Play, button. Elapsed time, 0 hundred, audio, flag or the globe icons. I stop that. As you can see, it tells you all about the services that they have. And so if this is something that you need, then you could subscribe to it, of course, and choose it appropriately as it best fits your need. Let's go back now. Quick tips. Speech notes. Open navigation. I am back in the main UI and let's look at some of the items because I had talked about looking at the preferences. That's probably having some important items that we need to look at. So let's go ahead now and tap on that open navigation drawer again and go tap on preferences. I'll now tap on open navigation drawer. Open navigation drawer, but men delete. I am now in the open navigation drawer. And next, we want to tap on Preferences. 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 Let's tap here and get started. Settings. Navigate up. Button. I am now in the Preferences. Let's look at the items found within the Preferences. Starting from the top, here's what we got. Auto save. When on, speech notes will automatically save every change you make. Switch on 2 of 16. Next. Auto upload to drive on save. Currently off. Not recommended. 3 of 16. It's up to you if you want to be automatically uploaded to drive. You could do so. General. Heading. 4 of 16. General heading. And under that, we've got... Bluetooth. Offensive words and more. Device level speech recognition settings. 5 of 16. Okay. Next. Dark theme. Great for battery saving too. Switch. On. 6 of 16. So by default, it's set to dark mode. You could turn it off if you prefer light. Let's keep going. 
Listen in the background, if microphone is on, keep listening when turning screen off or sending the app to the background, switch, off, 7 of 16. So it's turned off by default, but if you want to be able to keep doing dictation with your screen shut off, you could turn this on. Next. Premium features, heading, 8 of 16. We now come to the premium features, and I'm supposing that everything below here will have to do with premium services subscription. So here's what we got. Longest break premium, if no speech, wait this long before turning off recognition, premium feature, 9 of 16. So in other words, you don't have to worry about those pauses. Even if you pause for a long time, when you start talking, it will recognize your voice and pick up your dictation from where you left off. So it's not going to cut you off just because you have paused. And that falls in the premium category. Next. Beep premium when recognition is lost for a moment. Switch off 10 of 16. So in other words, it will beep if the recognition has been lost or something happens. It will beep to let you know that I'm no longer hearing what you're saying. Next. Future features. Not supported yet, and we don't want to make any promises, but here are some of the exciting features we're working on. Heading 11 of 16. So this has to do with things that they're dreaming of or thinking of doing, and they're not making any promises, but these are things that they may be working on. And here are some of those things that they may work on and bring to the app or may not bring to the app. We've got... Cloud Sync and Storage will be available with subscription, 12 of 16. Next. Custom Dictionary, 13 of 16. Next. Arranging and Collecting Notes, 14 of 16. Next. Checklist Support, 15 of 16. And the last one. And More 3 Period, 16 of 16. And that's the last item there. Let's go back now to the menu either and quick do tips. a little quick dictation. Open navigation drawer. So here we are in the menu I, and you could tap on the new, or in reality, there's really no need to actually tap on the new to start a voice dictation. You could simply tap on that um, button here at the bottom that we saw earlier, which is this button. Click to start or pause speech recognition button. And we're going to try that and see what happens. Quick tips. Allow speech notes to send you notifications. Allow button. Music volume set to 100%. And you could allow it or you could say no. Don't allow button. It's up to you. I'll say don't allow for now. Quick tips. Speech notes. Quick tips. All right. So if I tap on that record or start listening or whatever again, that will start the voice dictation or open up the microphone and start listening for my voice dictation. I'll try that again. Click to start or pause speech recognition button. Let's tap here. Hello and welcome to Blind Android Users Podcast, period, new paragraph. This is a quick dictation comma to see if this works with my voice dictation or not, period, new paragraph. I will now bring this to a close comma and check what we have dictated so far, period. Click to start or hello and welcome to Blind Android Users Podcast. I just put my finger down to stop the read back. And of course, now that we've dictated something, of course, we're going to find 
new buttons toward the bottom. Of course, we're still going to find things like undo, redo. But then we have a new item here. And here's what I'm talking about. Starting from the left, we've got that. Undo button. Undo, going right. Redo button. Going right. Copy all button. There's that copy all. And of course, to right there. Click to start or pause speech recognition button. Is that click to pause that speech recognition. And that's what we have in the way of the speech notes, which would cost you $23 for a lifetime or $2 a month if you prefer to go that route. Thanks for listening. That's it about speech notes, and I hope you find it to be useful and you could give it a try. And if you like it, you can buy it. And now the G-Show, or what Austin refers to as the Joshua Screen Reader, a.k.a. Commentary Screen Reader CSR. This is where some feature of this screen reader is demonstrated. And to close today's episode, Karen bring us that Commentary Screen Reader, which I call the Confused Screen Reader, or Joshua, if you're Austin. And now here's that entry from Karen. In this digital episode, I'm going to talk about aliases. Aliases is a feature that enables you to give alternative names to elements in applications. Let's consider that you want to call the voice message in WhatsApp record. You can do that with an alias. Also, in digital, uh, new options and, fee and functions are in Chinese before they are added to translation files. Using aliases, you can change those names, Chinese names, to your language. Let's see how aliases work. Main menu, item, main, Jishuo settings. I will open Jishuo settings from the main menu. The main menu is accessed by swiping down and right. Jishuo plus, reading settings. Then I'll go to feedback settings. Operate, feedback settings, feedback settings. Then to the settings of the sound scheme that I'm using. Sound scheme. Sounds one, sound scheme set. Sounds one. Some sound effect names are still in Chinese. I'll select one of them. Click. Fuji. The first Chinese option is now focused. I will go to main menu and select. Edit alias, edit node alias. You can also assign a gesture. Main menu. In. Good. Edit. Edit node alias. Edit node alias. Edit alias Jashello plus. It will show me the name of the focused node. Edit alias Jashello. This is on the end. I will double tap. This is on the end. Now I can Text start. Box. I can start typing. I will clear first this name. Functions menu. Items from functions menu. Functions by swiping up and right and then clear. Clear. This is on the end. And I will type charging started. Browse by touch suspended. Because this sound effect plays when the charging is started. C H A R G I N G. 
space s t a r t e d and browse by touch resumed i will tap okay okay button this uh, message is still in chinese it is telling me that custom node alias is not enabled and it is asking me if i want to enable it for this change to take effect i will tap on ok cancel button ok button edit alias jeshawa plus and now node aliases feature is enabled i cancel button will tap cancel because i have finished the edit of the name sounds one let's see timer timer speech 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 recognition speech recognition error speech recognition charging started instead of the chinese name it told me or it it spoke the name that i've assigned so buttons i if i try to read it character by character progress characters characters a r g i n g as you can hear it is reading the name that i've specified not the actual name charging started okay let's go back to another application feed jeshawa plus i'll go now to whatsapp what whatsapp whatsapp i will change the camera to cam message text box attach button camera button also with the same method edit node alias t in google speak edit node alias message text edit alias whatsapp edit cancel edit alias whatsapp camera camera text box i will just remove delete the, uh, delete e r a it will okay. be cam text box okay button and i'll tap okay edit alias whatsapp cancel button and then cancel to go back Attack. message text cam button now whenever camera is focused in whatsapp it will be replaced with cam but you should pay attention to something let's see today yesterday sleeping bags a big warm bag main menu items from 1 to 16 19 items in total this message is focused by swiping and if i swipe to the next element i will hear another message but in fact there are more one more than one independent element in this message so i'll try to edit the node alias cancel action in the tt speak edit edit no dalias message text edit dalias whatsapp items from 1 to 4 four items in total what are the element names that i can change here edit dalias whatsapp yesterday there is the date sleeping bags a big 1547 the time read and the state cancel button so each one of those is treated independently 
This means that I'll consider that I sent a message or I have received a message that is containing the word camera. Only this camera word, which is the text of the message or the content of the message, which is here as an independent thing, it will be changed to become cam. And this is a problem here because, as I said, or as I showed you before, when I try to navigate this by characters, it will be it will be treated as cam, not camera. Also, if I try to copy it using visual copy, it will be cam. So you should pay attention to how items are treated in Gshow, and it is not the same with all applications. So it's better to 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 check as I did now. Editorious WhatsApp. And I will do yesterday. Edit. Read. Cancel button. Typing the word camera. Message text box. And sending it to myself. Capital C. A. M. M. E. R. A. A. Attach button. Send button. Items from C. Message text box. In cam 20. Emoji button. So it said cam. I try cam to. Cam buttons. Te characters. Capital C. A. M. New line. Two. Sim. Emoji button. What's. I. Home screen one. Back button. Telegram. So I'll show you in Telegram, for example, things are different. I'm now in Telegram in the saved messages. And I'll see one message. Jesus. Two. Sent 2149. Scene. HTTPS colon slash slash youtube.be slash main menu items if from one to more button. Do the edit node alias after I focus this message. Open can, more main menu. Can, open can open enable curtain. Sp edit open up edit node alias. Edit alias telegram. Edit alias de HTTP cancel button. H cancel button. So it is one focus, which is the message and the time. When it, it, it was received. I hope that this point is clear. So let's move to another thing. Another way to edit the node alias is by tapping the edit the pronunciation of the currently focused element. Of course, you can find this in the main menu. Also, you can assign a gesture to it. And it can be the dynamic option that you can find if you swipe after the cancel in the first page before hitting the more in the main menu. Um, this is a dynamic option, as I said, so it, it changes according to the, the element that you are focusing. So if the element has actions, it will show you actions. It, if it has links, it will show you the open and URL. If it's a slider, it will show you the adjust slider value. And, and if it um, doesn't have any other thing, it will show you the, uh, the pronunciation of the currently focused element. I'll try. Akfon. Telegram. WhatsApp. App. Kareem. May the fourth. Resents button. Kareem. May the new home button. New chat button. The new chat 
and it is focused. Main menu, cap, more button. Google, speed current lighting. Edit no dalias. More button, cancel. Edit the pronunciation of the currently focused element button. Here I can edit, edit alias. Edit dictionary. I can edit it as or add it as a dictionary entry. Edit alias. Also, I can edit the alias. Edit alias WhatsApp. Edit new chat. Cancel button. How to enable the alias or disable it? You will go to Gishow settings. Main, main Gishow settings. Aliases manager. Then reading settings. Label reading settings. Reading settings. G notification. Re operate. Reading settings. Reading settings. Then custom label and alias settings. Custom label and alias settings. Custom label. Cust. Use aliases manager. Use custom node aliases checkbox checked. This checkbox. Use custom node aliases. When it is unchecked, all the aliases that you have created will not be, will not take any effect. Aliases manager. In the aliases manager, you can edit, add and delete aliases. Aliases manager. Jishello plus. They, they are divided or sorted according to the applications. So if I tap the Jishuo Plus, I will find the aliases related to Jishuo and I can add another aliases. Custom label, cust, add button, battery full. Delete. From the unwanted. Okay button, cancel. If I long press an, an alias, I can delete it. Also, if I long press the app, I can delete all the aliases related to this app. WhatsApp Dotson. Delete WhatsApp Dotson. Aliases Manager. All the aliases are in the Jishuo's main folder, which is in Chinese, in a folder called Aliases. Let's see. CX file. CX file. Aliases. WhatsApp dot Aliases. If I want to to share the aliases with others. I can copy those files. Jishello plus sin 78B. From here and share them. And the other person just needs to put the file in the um, folder, the same folder, which is in the main Jishou folder, then aliases, and enable the use of custom node aliases. So this person will be able to use those aliases that I've created. This was my demo of the custom node aliases in Jishou. I hope that it was clear and useful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. It is curtain drawing time. Thus, we come to the end of today's episode. And up next, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And with that, we come to the end of this week's episode. We're looking forward to seeing you again next week. And until then... Austin, how can people get hold of us? To contact us, you can send an email to contactus at blindandroidusers.com. 
you can join a mailing list by sending an email to blind android users plus subscribe at groups.io you can join our telegram facebook discord and subscribe to our youtube channel the links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the youtube channel and also the links are in the websites panel of the youtube channels and that's it folks from me it's goodbye Bye. Bye. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week. 